0: This is Jordan Bennington, and you're listening to the Blues Fan Forum Podcast.
1: Hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode 55 of the Blues Fan Forum Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Steeb. Joining me this week is, it actually kind of fitting that it's episode 55, because it's the fifth version of me, <laughs> my youngest brother. It's Luke. What's up, Luke? Hey, man. How we doing? Hey. Thanks for coming. Uh, Luke was a last minute kind of fill in. I had a guy signed up, couldn't make it yesterday. Then I had a guy signed up for today, and he couldn't make it. Both of them are rescheduled. They're going to come back on later. So I was like, playing Call of Duty. Oh, I'm you like, get me. Yeah. I was like, I need Luke. And Luke hasn't been on in a while. I think we said, what did I say, episode 34? I don't was know. Was the last one you were on? So you guys might remember him from, I want to say episode two. Were you the second ever episode? Third? episode. Numero dos. You were numero dos. Maybe. And Luke's big tagline in that one was, "Binner wins the Vesna. Yes. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that didn't go very well. But maybe this year... Will be different ish or is different ish. He, he's going to have to go on a hot streak if he's going to win the Vesna. Well, yeah, his team will need to. The team will. Yeah. He's doing fine. All right. Let's uh, go through kind of the most recent games. Actually, pause. Luke, you have to tell everybody what you do just to make sure that you're not a, you don't work for the Blues in any way and that you are a true fan.
0: I'm a ref. <laughs> I, I work are- at Sports Academy and I ref. Ref people, Ref. And then I work for Chico in March. Shout out Chico. Chico's long Care and Landscape. Check him out. Welcome. Call. Give him, him a call. We'll link it in the description. No, maybe
1: we, we might do that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe when he comes back on, he was actually close to coming on today too. So Chico will be back on. You guys have heard Chico on the podcast before, and he was on the little mini episodes when we did the the watch party. So. Lots of things there. And he just texted me, too. I have another thing. I have a new, like, slogan or Or... tagline. Have you seen it on Facebook? No. So before (laughs) I had, it was uh, a podcast by the fans for the fans. It's kind of stupid. Five blues fans, four blues. Uh, Five blues fans, fans four blues fans. I guess I should know that because it's on the back of the it. shirt I'm wearing. But I found out that there's another St. Louis Blues podcast out there that has same. something that's like 99 percent the same as that, and I think they just call themselves the Blues Podcast. And I don't even know if they're still running or doing that. But I saw it on Facebook, and I was like, oh, I should probably change mine. So I changed it to Blues. News, views, and fan interviews. There you go. I like that, that better. That's isn't that better one? Cool? Yeah, it like, rhymes and stuff, and it all makes sense. It covers exactly what we do, which is news. I'll update you on some news. I'll give you my views, and then I'll do some fan interviews. This is why we got Luke here. Yep. All right, so we got all that covered. Another kind of exciting thing is I'm working on a potential sponsor. Whoa. And it's not in the, the works yet. It's not done yet, but we've been, we've been chatting. So we'll see, we'll see if that if that pulls up. All right, now let's get into recent games. Tuesday, January ninth, versus Florida. We got our ass kicked, one to five. Five one, yes. Did you watch that game? I didn't. Kachuk got a hat trick
0: down now. Kachuk did get a hat trick. Yeah. yeah, and I haven't been able to watch it, guy because I ref.
1: Thursday, you're on Friday, this. Saturday, Sunday. So. All right. so so you can't ref. Do you ref Tuesday? Nope. Oh. So you were probably just playing video games on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't watching. Right? Tuesday no, a you, didn't, game. you didn't miss a whole lot, so that's okay. I did see, it was kind of a cool thing, a fan, like a Blues fan, gave his Blues hat to a young Florida Panthers fan to throw nice. onto the ice after Kachuk's... So that was kind of a cool little story. I don't know if they found that guy and got him his hat back or whatever it was, but they should have. Then Thursday, January 11th, the Blues played again at home. All these games are at home against the New York Rangers, where we came out and won five to two. That just on paper is a really good win because the Rangers are really good. Yeah. One of the better teams in the League, Good and fun. as we're recording this right now on Tuesday night at seven oh eight, the Rangers are beating the Kraken 2 to 1. And if you go secondary. into detail of that game,
0: didn't the Blues get like outshot by like 20?
1: Probably. I'm pretty I sure. didn't. Oh, we won. I didn't write down. I think Bennington shots. had 40 saves that game. I wouldn't be surprised and only gave up two goals. That's got to help the old. Maybe I should have. We should have done a Jordan Bennington, Joel Hoffer deep dive to see what their stats are like shut up now well i will say my mid-season kind of recap of my projections went out a couple days ago actually it was after the boston game because it was that was our forty forty-first 41st game so those are out there if you guys want to look at those and if i remember correctly bennington was at like a nine nine oh two save percentage or Something like that. Low 900s, but he wasn't in the 800s, so that's good. Some of those oh. are spot on, by the way. You did a good job. I, I, saw, on your I saw your comment on him. What do? You, which one did you think was the best? Oh, well,
0: also, I don't even remember, but I just remember looking at him. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, he actually did really good. He's so actually like, got oh,
1: a couple of these. Pretty close.
0: One of them, you had like one like right on it, and
1: then one was off by like one. I don't remember which one it was. But... I think that was Nick Letty. Because when I first hey. created them, like I went through and did them the game, for, like I guess I did it Friday night and I went through and did it. And Nick Letty was perfect on goals, perfect on points or assists, perfect on points and like one away from the plus minus. And I'm like, I am dominating Nick Letty.
0: No, I didn't, I didn't look at all of them. So there's probably some bad ones, but.
1: Oh, there's plenty. Yeah. Well, there's also some good ones. I made projections for Callie Rosen to play like 30 games this year. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't played any game. Uh Projections for Verana were obviously weren't very good, nope uh when per... he played one game back and now he hasn't been in the lineup since I think he's got like fifteen games total this year. <laughs> so, no I yeah. know, but like he when he got called back up, <laughs> yeah, and then he we... might have played one I or think two. he played one, <laughs> yeah, so it was when we were
0: the golfing podcast that I don't even know if that went out
1: when we when golf- Zach and Chico, no, it didn't work. Cause yeah, because we in...
0: that was like, I don't remember whose it was. That was Verana was a Dark Horse MVP for this <laughs> season. I don't remember who said that. You
1: said that or no? I think it was Zach. Zach said it? Well, Zach doesn't know anything. Maybe it was me, too. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. So we have Verana Dark Horse. Dark Horse, I guess, is the correct term because he's just disappeared into the midnight. Yep. That was bad. Uh... Next game, Saturday, January 13th, the Blues played at home again against Boston. Always a fun matchup when we can do our best to see Brad Marchand cry. Yeah. Except Brad Marchand scored two goals on us, and Boston wins 4-3 to three in overtime. Now, big controversy here. In that overtime game, Thomas is skating with the puck, kind of gets the sandwiched between two players, but one of the players who actually might've been Marshan. No, it was Posternak, uh, had his skate or his stick on the ice and Thomas's feet went into the skate and Thomas crashed to the ground. In the air.
0: That he, was, I mean, it was a clear trip. I, I feel like it was a clear trip too, but it was funny because if you go, cause obviously it's, if it's an overtime game, they post all the overtime goals on NHL. On their Instagram. So I went in there and I was looking at all the comments and every blues fan that was complaining about the trip, every comment, everybody that people replied to that comment and was like, 2019, Noel 2019. Oh, yeah. So they're like, oh, yeah, you're crying now.
1: I've seen a lot of people say it was a five year makeup. Yeah. All right. Well, but shoot then again. If, if we go,
0: if we talk about that Noel Chari trip, was it a trip? Yeah. It was a, uh, what's the word? It was a little bit of an embellishment.
1: Embellishment? It was
0: a lot of embellishment, I believe. I mean, his leg went 15 feet in the air once he got <laughs> tripped.
1: Well, then maybe they should have done the, which is one of my favorite things that the NHL does, is call the trip and the embellishment and send them both off. Shut up. But this one wasn't embellished, also, I don't no. think. I think it was just a trip. But, you know, if we have to trade a trip... In the Stanley Cup Finals, that wins us a cup, or a trip in Game 41 of the season that loses us a point. Yeah. I think I'll take. Yeah, I'll take the the, the first trip. And even we'll though be okay I did
0: have a ten dollar free bonus bet that I live bet the Blues on at plus
1: five twenty when they were down, I'll oh, well, one. If that's the case, then we'll just give back our Stanley Cup, and we yeah. need to get you that $50. that, that fifty-two dollars.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's ridiculous. <laughs> Can't win them all. Well, the confusing thing about that trip is that the fact that they don't... They, like, get together and talk about it, I think, but they don't go to the cameras, and they don't review it in any sort of way. So the game just ended, and that was it. Monday night, last night, because we're recording on Tuesday, the Blues played Philly, and we lost 2-4, to and we'll get to that game. But in that game, there was a face-off, and... Oscar Sunquist got rocked in the face and I mean he got hit by a stick for sure no doubt. And I was watching it as soon as that happened like you could see Oscar Sunquist holding his face and the referee was like putting his hand like towards the ice I think like motioning saying he's he's bending down. That's why he got a stick in the face. It wasn't that the stick was high. He was saying that he was bending down. So they got together and talked about it and they they blew the play dead because Sunquist was sit, laying on the ice. Uh, Holding his face, they blew the play dead. They talked about it, and then they went to a review, and they went and looked at the cameras and watched to see if the play, if there should have been a penalty or not. So why can you review a high stick in the middle of the game that means nothing? Well, was it a uh, was it called a high stick? It wasn't called a high stick, and then they reviewed it and they said, yeah, there is no penalty. So they never called a penalty. So it's the same thing as they could have not called Thomas's penalty and then went back or Thomas's trip and then went back and looked at it, and they never did that either. So I don't know why you can review the high stick, but you can't review, like I said, the re- high stick in the middle of the play that means nothing, but you can't go review a trip at the end of the game that literally caused the other team to go two-on-one and score. Who knows?
0: Maybe it's probably just because they blew it. So they blew it dead, you said? Yeah,
1: they blew the play dead because he was
0: laying on the I ice. I think holding that's face. the only like penalty that is reviewable because... Like if there's a trip, I don't think the only thing that they review ever that I've ever seen is a high stick. Just making sure that it was the other team's stick that hit him, and if it's a two minute or a four minute, even though that's Depending just blood, on blood, but they always check if it's the other team's stick. I haven't seen them ever review like a tripping or anything like that. Well, but maybe I don't really should.
1: The, the other idea was what if they th- like you can challenge offsides and you can challenge goaltender interference, challenge anything else, but you can't challenge anything else. So, what if you can challenge a play like that? But even if you could challenge it, you might want to do something like football where that play gets reviewed because it's overtime, like you don't want to like last two minutes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know either way. Kind of bullshit that we lost, but also kind of bullshit if you're Boston and lost a cup. <laughs> and lost a cup. So you win some, you lose some. Well, I'm just not too upset about that. Now let's kind of cover Monday night's game. So I was supposed to record yesterday, and luckily the guy couldn't do it. And then I got offered a free ticket to go to the game, and I went to the game, and it was garbage. It was shit. It was any word that can be an adjective for bad, essentially. And you didn't watch the game, but I think you just watched yeah, highlights, exactly. right? Yes, I did. Okay. And how many Blues highlights did you see on that?
0: Uh, I mean, I just kind of tried to watch, look at the goals.
1: Uh, but yeah, it was mostly of uh, Philly. Yeah. Mostly Flyers highlights. And fly the Philly is not... They're not supposed to be a highly skilled team. Now they are playing, I guess, pretty decently they're because they're all just more than
0: what higher than expected,
1: yeah, yeah. they're, yeah, they're going they're doing better than what you would expect them to. I was reading a thing that said, I guess since they kind of traded Kevin Hayes and Ivan Provorov and there was somebody else that they got rid of, like the the bigger names, the more skilled people on their team. That the locker room is now more cohesive and everybody's playing together, kind of. So, which is kind of weird because Kevin Hayes is supposed to be a guy that everybody loves. Is Kevin Hayes, a locker room cancer that we just don't know about? He shouldn't be. He's, <laughs> he's a guy that I think everybody loves, but maybe he's just a. He's also not a huge, like, heart and hustle kind of guy. Like, he just kind of goes out there and does his job, but he's not going to. He doesn't really go out and outwork anyone. Have you ever seen him outwork somebody? I
0: I don't – he's on the power play. I've seen him on the power play, and he just holds the puck forever, and then he'll try and force it through two people, try and sauce it, and then it gets batted out. He doesn't – he never – he just tries to do something
1: special, like every time he has the puck, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Well, that's – I feel like our top line did the same thing. Yesterday against Philly was, and it was when it was Thomas, Kyrou, and Bucinavich. They were, I don't know, they like got to the point where they're like, we're the best line on this team, and we know it, and everything, everybody knows it. And we're playing Philly, who's not supposed to be very good, so we can go ahead and try to make that extra pass. We don't have to shoot. I think that happened way too much, was they were trying to make that extra pass, and they weren't getting, that extra pass thing gets picked off, or it gets... Knocked out of the air.
0: I don't really watch. I don't know if you want me to respond on that, but I mean it (laughs) happens a lot, especially with Cairo. And I mean they always Thomas that whole line. Besides Booch, I would say they're like they're a pass first. Thomas is getting more and more of shooting the puck, but that whole line is I want to make a cool
1: pass so they can score. Mm. They're, They're all pass first. Well, eventually, I guess Bannister didn't like what he was seeing. And Cairo got demoted to the second line. Kapanen got moved up to the first. And then I want to say there was some shuffling going on with the bottom six as well. I think Torpchenko started on the third line and went down to the fourth for a little bit and then moved back. So Bannister was doing everything he could to to break it out. After the game, Bannister came out and just said there wasn't enough effort. The team didn't play very well kind of I did thing. I see that, yeah. And it's kind of like... Berube said that a lot when yeah, that's he was here, saying, really. it's oh, like
0: Oh, no effort. Yeah. Not I enough. think it's a little bit more than
1: effort at this point. You think we're <laughs> just that bad or our players are just that not good? I mean,
0: the amount of times they always just say, oh, effort. There's not enough effort, which could be true. I mean, you hang with the top teams and then you lose to Philly and then that's kind of the Blues way, right? They always – they either hang – they hang with the really good teams and then they play down to the mediocre and not good teams.
1: Yeah, we I mean, like we were just talking about overtime with Boston, beating the New York Rangers, losing to Florida, which they kicked our butts, but then the two games before that beating Carolina 2 to 1 and beating Vancouver 2 to 1. And
0: Vancouver so, as of
1: now is the top team in the league. Yeah. So, Which, you're talking about beating some of the best teams in the NHL and then just getting absolutely worked by Philly. Like, two to four makes it sound like it was a close game. Yeah. Especially with an, because, with an empty netter. So, you could kind of say two to three. But that game wasn't close. Like, we did not deserve to win that game by any means.
0: Yeah, I didn't really see. I tried to look at the stats. I mean, I saw Krug was minus four. Mm. I saw all the. I saw all the goals. I don't remember the second one. Or no, that was the third one. When Krug when, got when, danced around? No, or, that was not, Falk. Falk got danced yeah, around? Yeah, hit the ref, and then he gets absolutely walked. Yeah. And score. And then the second one was a rebound that they scored, and Krug just looks absolutely lost. Like, hits off Hofer's left pad, which, I mean, it was a juicy rebound. Mm-hmm. And but Krug's just like looking around, and I feel like if he maybe it just he couldn't locate the puck, but I feel like he should have been able to easily do that. He was right on the top of the crease, and he's just looking around, and then the goal goes in. But mm-hmm. he could have easily blocked it or got a stick on it.
1: Well, so and we I know Falk went. was a minus three, so that yeah. you know, that line uh, yeah, a pair. yeah, and I want to say it was Rutherford put out a tweet that said that falk is still like recovering from his injury which yeah, is kind of like first game back right yeah and it's like if he's not healthy then don't play like oh, yeah, scandela got- is sitting on the bench he's been doing fine matt kessel is it matt kessel sorry right? i think so i said matt kessel and it sounded good but now i'm Second definitely guessing. Kessel. Okay, Kessel's been doing well. So it's like, why can't we just leave him with Krug and put Prunovic and Scandella back together? So, who knows? Maybe if you really wanted to get Scandella out, then you finally throw Tucker in, although he wasn't able to play yesterday because he got sent down to Springfield, I spent, I was say. spent over, sent over to Springfield on a conditioning assignment. Alexandrov actually just got called back up today from his conditioning assignment. So I would, after last night's game, I would expect Alexandrov in the lineup come Thursday in, in Washington. I think I think Thursday's yeah, in Washington, yeah, yeah. and then Saturday's at home against Washington. Yep. So and then maybe Tucker gets his conditioning assignment in and finally gets some more minutes up here. But I don't know where he's whose body's going to take. Too much money in that D line to take anybody out, right? Hey, New York scored another goal. Goal. All right, one thing I wanted to talk about after those games is Braden Shen, and I'm going to preface this with this team just isn't good, and it's kind of right around where we expected the team to be, and Going into this year, it was like locker room issues of being a big problem. So I'm sure Braden Shen has a lot on his plate. Oh, off the ice. But it's possible that Braden Shen is the worst captain in blues history. (laughs) Yeah. Like (laughs) you're just like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) What how do you feel when I say that? I mean, I, I don't. I was gonna look up
0: his contract earlier. He's but at six
1: and a half million dollars, and he's got like how many six years? Or seven more years? I think maybe five, but it's still a lot. Wow,
0: no, I didn't even realize it was that much. Because I was gonna say something like, in fifty year, well, fifty, some odd years, the Blues have had like thirty captains, maybe.
1: Can I look that up? I'm going to. I'm on it right now. I don't know how. It doesn't say how many they have, but yeah, we'll go fifty-ish. No, no, not 50. one, two, three, four, five. Twenty-fourth captain. Okay. Twenty-fourth captain. No. Are you looking at the list of captains? No. No. Oh. If you look at those lists, there's only a few players that I don't know. And there's only a couple players that had one year of captaincy. A lot yeah. of them were here
0: for multiple years. That's what which Braden Shen's say. going the, to be? The, the thing that I was getting at is the Blues started in 1967, so something like that. And then the original six, when was that for 1930s, maybe? Is that too I far? Have no no when, idea. Well, the Bruins. What? How many captains do you think the Bruins have had? Fifty,
1: probably. If they'd probably We've, have double ours.
0: Twenty-seventh captain, Marshan was. Wow.
1: So and we're at twenty-four. And we're at
0: twenty-four, and we're. So there's just been so many Blues captains. Well, in, I will say, three, looking at the history.
1: stats, uh, and I have I have some numbers here that I crunched, but and so like the nineteen seventy. 71 season. Okay. Gary Unger was a captain for, let's see, 28 games. Frank St. Marcelli was a captain for 77 games.
0: Yeah, the reason I brought that up was because I thought Shin's contract, I didn't realize it was that long. I thought it was like lower. So I was going to say maybe like captain-wise, I would have wanted to go to Pareko or Thomas, just just because I thought Shin's contract was lower, but now that's well, irrelevant because he has he, like five years. Yeah, he's
1: gonna he's gonna be here for a while. Unfortunately, as of right now, so they must have just let everybody be captains. 1971-72, Gary Unger and Frank St. Marcelli, seventy-eight games played, both of them captains. I the same oh, it doesn't make that's sense. So just. They had all captains before they did that. So here's the stats that I found because I was looking it up and I was wondering, is Braden Shen actually the worst captain in Blues history when it comes to wearing the C and the stats you have while wearing the C? And so Shen's 42 games played, 21 points and a minus 18 rating. Which I was
0: looking up. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that is the worst. I mean, it's not. That crazy, but it's the worst plus minus as a captain for the whole NHL. For the NHL? Probably.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, no. yeah, he'll,
0: he's obviously up there and the worst in the league.
1: I'll have to look at that to see where – who do you think has the worst? Probably someone on San Jose has probably got the worst plus minus on the – Well, the they league. have Logan Couture, and he's hurt right now, I'm pretty sure. So. So – Braden Shens, minus 18, 42 goals, 21 points. There's only two players in the history of wearing the C for the St. Louis Blues that have had a worse plus-minus rating. And that's over a whole season, though, not just 42 games. So the first guy to do it, Barry Gibbs. Barry Gibbs. Barry Gibbs. Do you know Barry Gibbs? Yeah, he was former Blue. Former Blue captain. Yeah, you nailed it. How'd yeah. you know that? So Barry Gibbs was the captain in the 78 79 season. In that season he played 76 games and he only had 29 points, but he was a defenseman, and he was a minus 41 hmm. over those seventy-six games. So that hopefully that, that stat doesn't get broken. Hopefully that one stays at the top. The other player to have a worse plus minus than Shen is Bernie Federko.
0: Wow.
1: In the '88-'89 season, the only season that he was a captain for the Blues, he was in 66 games. He scored 67 points, so he was still producing points. Was this his like final year he was the captain or something? Wasn't he? A, he, isn't was, he the leading
0: point, point. He was 32. So
1: 32, probably. So, I guess so. Let's look at Bernie. Bernie, Bernie. That would Bernie, make sense. Bernie. Yeah, because his, after his 32-year-old season, he went to Detroit for one year, and then he was done. Hmm. So, yeah, uh, minus 20, but had a, over a point per game. So he's still producing points. He was just minus 20. And then you have Shen at minus 18 with 42 games and only half of the amount of points, 21 points. So besides that, everybody else were... I mean, there's some bad lines on here. Like Ryan O'Reilly last year was a minus 24, but in 40 games played, he put up 19 points. That's pretty bad. That's right? really bad. No wonder he minus 24 in 40 games. Maybe Ryan O'Reilly's the worst captain in this <laughs> No, right. I still think I'm going to go Shen. And it's early. It's only his first year, and like I said, there's a lot of all five stuff that I'm sure he's dealing with, plus a new coach. So we can give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. But at, at early, early on, it's potential for him to be the it's worst. Just so hard ever. to
0: compare. The Blues are always so they're always competitive. They're always fighting for that playoff spot. So nobody, nobody has that bad of a plus minus because they're always in contention. So it's hard to have a bad plus minus when you're putting up. 90 points Mm -hmm. and winning
1: a bunch of games. I guess we've been pretty lucky too, because besides Ryan O'Reilly in the 22, 23 season, the last captain before that to have a minus on the plus minus rating was Eric Brewer in 2009, 2010. So David Backus, never David Backus, Alex Petrangelo and two years of Ryan O'Reilly never had minuses. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I'll take that. that's that's some good captain's years. So maybe we're just spoiled between Bacchus, Petrangelo, Riley. I mean, we are. We're even with the Cardinals. I mean, St.
0: Louis were spoiled because they're always in always in contention. Like I said, they're always making the playoffs. Besides the last two years, three years, not been doing so hot.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, it's on the come up. All right, let's do kind of move into the teach me how to Doug section here for you. And because of your, and I swear I can hear you say it. Benner wins the Vezna. That's your thing. Might have to put it back on here. Your teach me how to Doug question is related to the goalies. right? Okay. And there's been a lot of kind of questions going out there that says if the team's not performing how we're supposed to be performing and you're happy with how Hofer is playing, Do you entertain trading Jordan Biddington if you can get a haul? A haul. I mean... Let's say you can trade Jordan Biddington. You can get a solid player, either defenseman or winger, or defenseman or forward, that is in the 24 to 26 age range. So that fits in with Kyrou and Thomas. You can get... A top prospect that's still maybe two or three years away and a first round pick for Jordan Bain. Oh, that's, is...
0: no, that's a no brainer. You'd have to, unfortunately.
1: Okay, what if just... you take out the first round pick and you're just getting that young NHL ready player and a prospect?
0: I don't know. It's hard to say. I feel like first round, if you throw in a first rounder, that's a no doubter. Obviously, you would try and want to trade away one of our defensemen, but nobody's going to take him.
1: That's a lot <laughs> of money, too.
0: Bennington, what is he? Sixty six years, sixty million is what his contract was. I think so. I think that's right on the dot. No a million a 30, year.
1: Thirty-six million. Oh, He's wow. getting six million a year.
0: Okay. Four million off. <laughs> six years, thirty-six million.
1: Yeah. So no one's going to be able to take Bennington's contract and a defenseman. That's too much money. No, no, I, that's
0: what I'm. That's what I was. I was saying you could try, but
1: nobody's going to want to take the defenseman because they're so bad mm-hmm. and they have a lot of money. With the logjam that there is at the back end, I wonder if Doug is either working on or trying to make a move to get rid of. I mean, I, would I guess hope so. Krug again. He's just got to find a spot that Krug is willing to go, is the thing. Like, if I'm Krug, I wouldn't want to go to Philly either. Well, Philly just yeah. beat us. Maybe he'll go to Philly now. Maybe, maybe. maybe he's interested in going.
0: I don't even know the team's on his no-trade clause. Do you?
1: I don't think he – I think it's – he has to approve it. Oh, is I don't is that think how he it has, works? like, teams. I mean, there's multiple ways. You can have a, like, 10-team no-trade or whatever. But I think his is just a full no trade, meaning if there's going to be a trade, he has to approve it. Doesn't matter what team it is. Which, that's
0: kind of weird to me, because I feel like, oh, we want to trade you. Oh, I don't want to go to that team, but I'll stay here even though you guys don't want me.
1: Even though you want to trade me, right? Like,
0: I'd rather stay at a, at here at a team that doesn't want me than go to a team that does want me,
1: because they're trying to trade for me. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It is... And I think the Blues did a pretty good job, one, handling Krug, and then also like the Tarasenko trade stuff. When all that was going on, it was, yeah, you might get traded or all that's going on on the business side of the sports, but when it comes to the actual sport, the coaches and the players, they were like, you're here, dude, we're playing. Like, you're still my guy. So I'm sure that's how they're handling, that's how Krug's kind of handling He's like, dude, you're still paying me to play hockey. So, we're good.
0: they I thought they were going to be good this year, too. They're like Ottawa? below us. Yeah, They're like top, bottom five team in the league. Well, they almost made the playoffs last year, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the yeah, they are supposed to be even better, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if they, I mean, maybe they have injuries they're dealing with. I haven't really kept up, but they have a pretty young team.
1: Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of weird. Yeah. No. All right. Do you have the athletic? Nope. No. All right. Well, I'm gonna have you go through this. So Rutherford right now on the athletic has a fan survey that he puts out, and you just answer questions, and then right No. No. I'm gonna. Oh, well, you okay. don't have the athletic, so you can't do it. But I'm just gonna read the questions to you and see what your answers would be for these.
0: Okay. We'll see how you. Is do.
1: there a right or wrong answer? No. Can there be? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you if you're wrong. Like, you oh, idiot. so there is. Yeah. You idiot. It's all opinion-based, but you can have wrong opinions, yeah? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I totally I totally agree. <laughs> all right, first question. Halfway through the season, how are the Blues performing compared to your preseason expectations? Are they better? Are they worse? Or are they about the same?
0: I don't even remember. What did I say that we were going to put up 100 points again? I think I was about below 100.
1: Did you? I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. What did I say? You were episode 34?
0: 27? Somewhere around there.
1: You had us at 40, 35, and 7 for 87 points and the 13th pick.
0: Wow, that's pretty good. That's a,
1: that might win. <laughs> that might do it, actually.
0: Really good. So, oh, yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> right on it. You're going about the same then? Yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. Did general manager Doug Armstrong make the right decision to fire head coach Craig Berube? Yes? No? No? Or remains to be seen. Nah, it's too early.
0: I feel like. I mean, yeah, when he's... team's done decent under him. 8-5-1, I believe. Yeah, I was just going to say, they were, what, 4-1-0? Oh, hmm. The first five games, so... I don't know, it's been about the same, really. They've had some good games against good teams. had some bad games against bad teams. Hasn't really changed, mm-hmm. I feel like. Well, we're winning more than we're losing. Oh, well, yeah. By I, well, two. Too, too early to tell. Okay. So your
1: remains to be
0: seen then? Remains to be seen. Yep.
1: Do you think interim coach Drew Bannister will eventually be named head coach? Is he going to go the old Craig Berube route? I don't know. I don't I think they
0: maybe send him back. I don't think they'll send him back. AHL, right? Is that mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah, because I think they technically have an interim coach as well too now. Maybe they didn't goes like back hire anybody.
0: Yeah, I think they explore more
1: options for a different coach outside the league. Okay, next question. If former Blues coach Joel Quenville were interested in the job and cleared by the NHL to return, would you be in favor of him returning to St. Louis? Why is he? What is he uncleared for? What did, he, did he do something? Uh, the I think the sexual assault scandals that was yeah we that happened just, at Chicago. We can just leave him. You <laughs> <more> <laughs> we <then>? we <laughs> don't want to touch that. <laughs> he might want to touch it, but we don't. Yeah, no. Oh, shut too early. All right. What is your confidence level in Doug Armstrong during the Blues retool? A one to five, one being your low confidence in Doug, or five being high confidence in Doug,
0: or anywhere in between? In my so
1: retool team, you said, And what is your confidence level in Doug Armstrong during the Blues retool? How confident are you that he is going to be able to do the retool effectively?
0: Not confident at all. I follow the STL Sports and STL Blues Views on Instagram. He has some really good takes on there, and it's all about getting rid of Petrangelo and making these contracts where he let us into this mess. He should be able to get us out, but I just don't think he'll be able to.
1: Mm-hmm. That Blues Views does have some good stuff on there, but sometimes he just posts on there like a crybaby. I yes, feel like, I mean, he like throws temper tantrums on Twitter. I don't have him on Twitter, but yeah, sometimes. Yeah. but He does post some, whoever it is, he, she, it, posts some good material okay. as well. So you're going low confidence. You're going with the one. Yeah. Okay. Based on what you've seen from the Blues this season, should Armstrong go into a full rebuild? Hmm. Full rebuild. Full rebuild to where we're like tanking and attempting to get a top five pick for two or three years.
0: I don't think it's that bad. We just, it's literally just, I feel like it's just our defensive contracts. They're not, I feel like our offense, I like our offensive lines. They're pretty good. We've got a pretty deep core. Decently young. Pretty young, right? Is that bad to say? No. I mean
1: besides Devin Hayes, Sod Shen,
0: Yeah, pretty young. So just Thomas. we have good. we have the most amount of money in defensive money in the league, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Or at least top five. And they're producing at a league low. So yeah, it's really I don't think it's that Bad where they need to go into a full rebuild, but need to try and get rid of some of them contracts because
1: they still got a lot of years on them. Mm-hmm. My answer to that would be I don't think it's possible because of the because contracts. Of them. You yeah. can't you can't go you into can't a rebuild really... because you have these players that are not good but still stuck on your lines for the next five six years. That's true. Yeah, I don't really know how you would right. Aside from Robert Thomas, who leads the blues in scoring and will play in the All Star game, who has been the team's best player this season?
0: Jordan Bennington. <laughs> That's who I voted for.
1: Other the options and, on and here were Buchnevich, Kairu, Pareco, Sunquist, Neighbors. And
0: I think Sunquist or Neighbors just took his first penalty. He did. And, Against Philly. Yeah, because cause saw... he
1: got the po- penalty called on him, and they said 63 neighbors, and I yelled, that's his first
0: penalty. Yeah, I, I said the same thing. I was, wa- <laughs> I was watching it at that point a little bit, and then I left. And because um, Bar Down, if you follow them, Mm-mm. you need to follow them. They do some good stuff over there too. They make some YouTube videos and such. And, yeah, I saw it like under, it was like, how many? How many ever minutes, and they don't have any penalties. I was like, oh wow. So I saw that, and yeah. But if you if, because a lot of people, if you're not a Blues fan, they you hate Jordan Bennington. No questions really asked. Mm-hmm. You always see that. They are always like, oh, he's a crybaby, whatever. And so for people that aren't a Blues fan, they'll look at his numbers and they will be like, yeah, you know, he hasn't done anything since since winning the cup, which isn't true. I'm a big Jordan Bennington fan. He's been borderline fantastic.
1: Yeah, he's winning our games. That's who I voted for, for that one too. Should the Blues re-sign Pavel Buchnevich when he's eligible for a contract extension on July 1st or trade him to help bolster the retool? Hmm. Good question. I want to say he's like... 28-ish. We'll probably want a 7 or 8-year deal.
0: 7 or 8, eh?
1: I would think. I mean, it's, hey, wait, a, it's wait, his wait, last when? chance at a big contract.
0: When when does it end? This year? Next year. Next he, year.
1: He still plays next, next season, but this July, we can put a contract extension in for him.
0: See, this is where it would help me if I knew the defensive contracts, because that... Bodes well into what I would answer.
1: Like if you could make them go away, no, like or if you knew what they were. Uh, if I knew the years, if I knew if how many, all of them will still be here by the time you have to re-sign Bucinavich.
0: Okay, so they're here for. Let's just say they're all here for another two to. I want to say Krug
1: years. is the shortest, and he's here for four years more.
0: Okay, so two years. So then, yes, I would. But if it if. Krug and Folk, If they had, if they were free agents when Butch was, I would sign him and then
1: and let them else. walk, let, let, them let them leave, go away. All right. What's your confidence level in Joran Kyrou's continued improvement and being worth his eight-year, sixty-five million-dollar contract? One being low, five being high. Where's your confidence in him? Being worth that money, I would say a nice
0: middle of the pack three, two and a half three, two and a half three. So you're leaning low. Leaning low. I mean, <laughs> I like him. I like the way. I just wish he would be more of a shooter than more. He like Kevin. Like I said about Kevin Hayes, he always tries to. You know, look try and make a play that isn't there he always tries to make the extra pass instead of shooting it which he could be a sniper in this league he has a good shot they all do on that line and they always he always looks for the extra pass especially on the power play he waits he waits he waits oh i'm gonna sauce it over these guys stick and then it gets taken away but when he first that first when he first signed that deal he was he was brutal Everybody was like, why did we give him this money? Last year. So he's been doing better. So I'll give him a three. Three. Three.
1: Firm three. Firm three. Right in the middle. Fence sitter. Couldn't make a decision either way. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) With Colton Pareko's bounce back season, are you comfortable with him as the team's number one defenseman? Yep. Sure I am. That's an easy one. I like Pareko. This one's kind of the Teach Me How to Doug question, but it's, would you trade Jordan Bennington and turn to Joel Holfer and, if Armstrong could re- bolster the retool? See, it's just, no. It's like a depends.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just, like you said, there's no retool with those contracts on the end.
1: Mm-hmm. No, there's no rebuild. That's oh, why that's why it's a retool cuz you can't rebuild. You can't tear it down because no one wants your pieces. Yeah, still no, I wouldn't. Teams that go through rebuilds go through rebuilds because their players become free agents and then they don't have they don't want to sign them or they can't sign all of them and then the team goes down. Which player currently on the Blues roster are you most excited about or which young player? And the options here are Jake Neighbors, Alexi Torpchenko, Scotty Scott, per- P. Scott Perunovich, Matt Kessel. So I was right, it is Matt. Tyler Tucker or Joel Holfer? Which one are you most excited about? Perunovich and Neighbors. Perunovich and Neighbors. The two playing the most? Yeah, I don't know. Both played much. every game of the season, I think. I don't know much about the rest of them. Joel Holfer? Oh, oh yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, which of the Blues prospects, not currently in the organization, are you most excited about? Dvorsky, Stenberg, Lindstein, Snuggerud. I'll say Snuggerud just because of that rocket he had—the power play shot. Where yeah, he looked was, like Alexander Ovechkin.
0: And he he had really good World Juniors, didn't he? Like he like. I mean, they won gold.
1: A, he had a hat trick. Hat trick. Yeah. Yep. So Hasn't did, Dvorsky
0: been doing really bad? No or wasn't there somebody that like
1: wasn't doing good in the Dvorsky wasn't playing with his Swedish team early in the year so they took him out of the Swedish league and he's in the I thought you said OHL now or one of the one of the Canadian junior leagues I but he's doing him. well there now
0: Okay, what what is that another year or 2 years until he be in here cuz he has something with Sweden or something like that, Divorsky. Yeah,
1: no, he he'll have a chance to be in the roster next year. Next year, he signed his contract already. Snuggerud, as soon as the NCA NCAA is done, he could he could come on the team this year, like the last twenty games or something. Kind of how Cole Caulfield did, or how Matthew Nines did with Toronto last year. Maybe because
0: I remember when we picked him in the draft. Maybe it was there was a chance he didn't sign. Maybe that was the thing.
1: Dvorsky? Yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't, I don't remember. Because there Cause was
0: something he... with Sweden. I we're still over there.
1: Will the Blues make the playoffs this season?
0: I mean, it's a uh, hot... Even though they're... Bottom... 15 in their league, the Central is... That bad. And that good. Like, the top... Team in the Avs or top team in the league, but Nashville is the Nashville and the Oilers are the two wildcard teams right now. So, I mean, I think the Blues are
1: we're three points behind the Oilers.
0: I was just, oh, I was gonna say like six, yeah,
1: five points behind Nashville.
0: And I think the only way we get in is Nashville because I think the Oilers will continue to take off.
1: Yeah, they've won ten in a row. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I didn't I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Nashville does have two more games played than us, so they're five points ahead of us. But they're they've had two more games, Or Edmonton is three points ahead of us, but they've played two less games. So what? Avs, yeah. Stars, Nashville, oh Winnipeg, Winnipeg.
0: Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they got sixty it. points. Yeah, and Vancouver at sixty two. I'm pretty sure
1: sixty one. Sixty one. So so are you saying playoff team or are you saying not playoff team?
0: I don't know. I just feel like Nashville isn't. I'm going to say playoff team. Ooh. Just because the Central's that bad. I mean, not that bad, but
1: Nashville as a playoff team at, like. Yeah, but if the Central's that bad, you're talking about Nashville in the wild card spot. You're also dealing with the Pacific. Is the Pacific that bad? Now i got to look. Because it sounds like, I mean, based on this, I don't imagine that we take over Dallas, Colorado, or Winnipeg for the top three in the Central, which means we're battling for a wild card, which means we got to beat out Nashville, Edmonton, Seattle, Calgary, Arizona, Minnesota could get hot, although they've been bad all year. Like, the only teams for sure our nose I would say, are Anaheim, Chicago, and San Jose. They're all... Definitely knows.
0: Well, when I say that bad, I mean as of as of playoff teams like low. They're like low. The lowest tier, obviously, because it's a wild card. I don't know what I'm getting at, but <laughs> just comparing Winnipeg, Colorado, and Dallas to Nashville, really. Because, wow, I don't even know that. Philly has 54 points. Good for them. But yeah, so we're we're fighting against Calgary, Seattle, Edmonton, Arizona and Nashville for a wild card too.
1: Yeah, I just said that. Yeah, kind of. I was just repeating. You, you kind of you you shortened it a little bit, so that's good. Made it easier for the listeners to understand, I guess.
0: Just in case they didn't hear it. Yeah, playoff, was playoff. You're saying playoff. I
1: mean, you're crazy. What do you mean? All right. Here's the last question of the little survey because this goes with your, your playoff team. Should Armstrong be a buyer at the NHL trade deadline and improves the team's chances at the playoffs or be a seller and focus on the future? Or just not make any trades, I guess, is an option too.
0: I mean, you'd be a seller. It just depends. I mean, I mean, no, I just keep the team same. Unless you can make... A trade with somebody on the defense. Go ahead, go do it. Then yeah.
1: Anybody else? No. What about Kapanen? He's on a one-year deal. Blay is on a one-year deal. Verana I don't think Yeah, I guess going. you could get picks get, for them, second rounders. Verana. You might get a fourth <laughs> for so one of see them. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's well, I all, guess you could
0: the... trade him and bring in one of your younger guys, like Snuggerud or
1: Snuggerood, something like Bolduc, down, yeah, down there. Maybe yeah, Adam could... Gaudette, who's leading the AHL in goals. Well, look at that guy go. That's good for us. So, yeah, he's killing it in the AHL, but they won't call him up, which is kind of weird. Or just give room for Tucker to finally start playing or – Alexandroff off to get more minutes. Yeah, get the young guys in.
0: All right, sell. Sell some of those one-year deals off. Get them out of here.
1: Get them out of here. All right, let's do some Whose Line Is It Anyway. you think you can handle these? Maybe. I think I made them easy for you, so I think you're going to be okay. That's good. Actually. All right, Whose Line Is It Anyway? The game show where the points are, the game's made up and the points don't matter. I don't know if I'll ever get that actually correct because i mess it up every time i'm gonna give you left winger center right winger and let's see what you do the first one i think you can get it off of this first player are you ready
0: okay i'm ready alex to bring alex bring it red wings which line where do you want the
1: rest let's yeah, keep them going jt Oh, go jt Comfer and patrick kane I mean, it's first or
0: second line for sure, right? Okay. 50-50 <laughs> shot. 50-50 shot. The thing is, is Dylan Larkin hurt? I don't even know. I'll say uh,
1: first line. No. Second line. <laughs> it's second line. Dylan Larkin is not hurt, as to what I'm aware. I believe he was on the first line with some other players. Lucas Raymond, probably. Or, yeah. That's close. And I don't know who else. Perron? I get that right. Piran on the first. Did you say Verona? Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, he's on their team, although he's probably on third line. Next one. Owen Tippett, Morgan Frost, Travis Konechny.
0: We just played him, dude.
1: Uh, I wasn't sure if you knew. Billy. All right. Which line?
0: Mm. I feel like Travis Konechny is a first liner. Give me first line. First line, final answer? Oh, no, I don't want to.
1: Second line. <laughs> Second line, final answer?
0: Yep. You're an
1: idiot. It's the first line. <laughs> Literally, you you should one. trust your instincts. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> All right, last one. Tyler Bertuzzi, Max Domi, Cali, Yarn Croc.
0: Max Domi, said? Max Domi. Uh, I said uh, Maple Leafs, sorry. Yeah, what city are the Maple He said Toronto. Okay. It's not a city.
1: Just making sure. Toronto's not a city? What is it?
0: Don't they like Calm? Providence.
1: I don't think Toronto's a Providence. Toronto's in a Providence. Toronto in Ontario? It's not the second line. Third line. It's the third line. That's so stupid. So you got all the teams, right? You just yeah, sucked at the ball. lines. I want to do more of those. those I'm out. Fun. I'm done with that. Do you want to try a hurdle? Oh, sorry? A hurdle? What is that? These are hard. I can't really jump that high, but... Sorry. <laughs> Get it. That was kind of funny, actually. You've never done this? It's Wordle, but for hockey? All right, we're trying it. Wordle? Oh, I mean, I played Wordle. All right, so here's the player we're guessing. And once we guess one player, it'll give us it kind of... stats or something? Yeah. Okay. So... Then we're looking at the silhouette, and who do you want to go with?
0: I can't see it here.
1: That's okay. Just give a guess.
0: Um, um
1: It's a silhouette. You it know. looks I'm get it right.
0: like the guy on the Buffalo Sabres. What's his name? The center, 72. Tage Thompson? Tage Thompson,
1: former blue. All right, Tage Thompson. So now it tells us that it's not – He's whoever this player is is not on the Buffalo. Not on the Buffalo. He's not in the East. He's not in the Atlantic, so he's in in the West. He is a center, so you you got the position right. But this player is older than 26, but it's close.
0: But it's close?
1: Yeah. So you need a center in the Western Conference that's probably 27 or 28 years old. Okay. Let's go with Nathan McKinnon. Right. That's probably a good guess. If I can find Nathan on here. Okay. M-A-C. M-A? Is it? No, it's M-C. Nope, it's M-A. Is it really? Yep. All right. This player is in the Central. Oh, But not hot. on the Avalanche. And Nathan McKinnon is 28 years old, and it's lower than 28. So whoever we're looking for is 27 years old. I will also tell you that this player wears a number that is lower than 29. 27 year old center in the central. The central helps out. Like that makes it pretty easy or is easier. Is Thomas 27? I don't think so. Is he? He might be. Sure. Give him a go. Give him a go. Are we trying Thomas? Points. Points. It leads he's right to him. He's 24. I was <laughs> going to say. Two, he's, <laughs> I, was like, I didn't think so. Uh, so the blue the player is not on the Blues, but the player does have a jersey number that is above 18. Okay, 18 so it's between 29. 18 and 29. This is going to be so hard. Pretty much just need to come up with another center on a central division team. I have an I- idea for a guy. No, it could be anybody.
0: That's what I'm saying. Who's your idea?
1: Rupe Hintz. Stars. Dallas. I don't know if he's 27, though.
0: I think he is. Yeah, go with him. What's, What's his number? That? 27? I don't know. That's it?
1: <laughs> we got it. There's no number. 24 is his number. Rupe Hentz! there it is. That's the first time I've ever done this on here that we actually got it right. Normally we don't we don't get it. It also helps that it's a top-line player. We killed that central team. We're so good. All right. That's all I got for you, Luke. I don't have the seven game segment anymore because we ended that. Oh, we cool. got through the whole season you've already predicted the final record for the blues so you're not allowed to do it again i'm gonna win and, that. and your prediction was pretty solid so you're really looking pretty solid. good there so yeah that's about it do you have anything else you want to you want to tell the people no no you don't keep watching everybody you don't watch him listen listening. there you go <laughs> we'll cut we'll cut the first part All right. Well, Luke, give us a big Let's Go Blues, and we'll get out of here. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. See everybody.